G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our review and rank series for Eurovision 2022. And we're talking about a really intriguing country today, Portugal. Yeah, always an interesting country when it comes to the Eurovision Song Contest, isn't it? Now, Portugal has a reputation for sending entries that represent the rich culture of the country, but often don't resonate with their <laughs> uh, European neighbours, unfortunately. Now, in the recent past, they did, however, score their first ever win in 2017 with the amazing Amar Palos Dois by Salvador Sobral. Loved that so much. It was such a beautiful entry and it was one of that kind of tipping point where something's just so beautiful. It doesn't matter that it's in Portuguese and mm. it's, they march to their own drum of their own beat or beat of their own drum mm. and that Europe also went along with that as well, even though it didn't win its televote in the national final. Mm, interestingly. <laughs> Now, however, this has very much been an exception to the rule for them because since 2011, they have only made it out of the semi-finals twice. Mm. Now, along with Salvador, the only other Portuguese act to qualify from the semi-final was last year when the Black Mamba and Love is on My Side finished in a very creditable 12th place. So, look, coming off a good result, shall we say, for Portugal. Yeah, it was certainly a different entry last year. The first one ever to be in English. Mm. And it got a great result that a lot of people didn't see coming before rehearsal week. Mm. So... Interesting to see how they're going this year. Who do they have for us? Well, this year we have Maro Saudade Saudade. Her full name is, and let me just take a breath of this one, Mariana Brito da Cruz Foyas Seca is a 27-year-old artist who recently returned back to Portugal after a stint in Los Angeles and the United States. Um, she actually had studied at the prestigious Berklee College of Music in Boston before making the move to LA to pursue a performance career. So she really developed her uh, performance craft during that period of time. She's made her way back back to Portugal now. She's very focused on guitar despite piano being her kind of original instrument and the one she focused on as a child. And she was actually from a very musical household. Her mother was a uh, music teacher. And so she's got a very strong musical background. As I kind of feel like everyone in Portugal do. Everyone seems to do fado and everyone mm. seems to love music. So <laughs> um, she's gone to America, made her way back, and she's made it to the stage in Turin. Yes, and she made it to the stage by winning this year's Festival de Canciao. Now, she beat out the 19 other entries to take the crown. She won semi-final one of the competition by winning the jury vote and coming second in the tally vote. But then she took out the final by easily winning the jury vote and then also taking maximum points in the tally vote. So in the end, she got the maximum 24 points, well ahead of three other acts on 14 points. So as you can see, a pretty comfortable victory there in the end. Yeah, and it was a very good quality um, national final there in Portugal this year. So to win so dominantly says, well, maybe they're onto something here. Hmm. Should we talk about some of the pros on this one there, Doug? Go for it, Mike. All right, so... 
quite simply, this is a lovely, lovely piece of music. There's such a soothing melody to the whole thing and the delicate and beautiful harmonies they bring. It's just such a nice song to listen to. Yeah, and that simplicity, because I've got lovely as well as the exact word, but it's also a very simple song. Um, but it's a simple song that has a lot of elements there that people can hold on to, whether that's the clap, whether it's the English lyrics, or whether it's just saying soldade, soldade. So you're not using a lot of, I guess, um, words in another language. So a lot for people to like and enjoy. Mm. Um, I will say Maru's live performance at Festival Scansial was what really sold me the song. After listening to it in the studio version, I probably wasn't that keen on it. But then seeing it come to life on a stage, it just felt very organic and it just came across beautifully. It's also what I have to say that live performance definitely did. And one big element of it is this lovely clapping that goes along mm. with it. You take that clapping out and it's a very slow paced song, but the clapping's actually done at like around 165 beats per minute, which keeps that driving, keeps that movement and doesn't make it feel like the kind of slow song that it is. It's a, it's a wonderful little kind of trick, mm. but it gives an intimate performance, but also drives a song at the same time. Now, jury appeal on this one, Dale. <laughs> Red alert. I'm seeing a lot of jurors will probably come for this. It is a bit of a, I wouldn't say a mainstream song, but it should still appeal to those songwriters and everyone out there in those juries because it's quality. I think sometimes also language, when you're using both English and whatever language you're from, um, it can be clunky. It can sound sometimes, you know, not great together. I think this blends them really well. Um, I think it gives some kind of authenticity to the song from the Portuguese side and gives some accessibility from the English side. So it's hard to do that. And I think they've done a great job. Also, there's the atmosphere of that live performance, which is really nice, and the intimacy. And that's where I think if you get the staging right, it can stand out in its simplicity like Salvador did in 2017. If you make it really simple and you get it right, tricky to do, mm. you can make that work. And also, I think the uh, Mara herself is the right artist for that because she has this wonderful connection but vulnerability that I think is quite endearing that will work down the um, camera. It was, it was a very simple performance at the national final, but highly effective, wasn't it? All right, let's talk about some cons here, Dale. I'll kick us off on this one. There is a chance this will just be just too subtle to capture attention, particularly with the tally vote, and I think that's where the weakness will be. So, yes, you want to be beautiful and delicate, but you don't want to get stomped on at the same time. Exactly. Is it just a bit too simple? And I've written small. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you're kind of being stamped on. I, I, that's the word that came to my mind from this. There's a lot of bigger songs that have still got everything that we've mentioned as a plus. Um, and you've got other vulnerable songs that I don't see a much difference between the two. A lot of people going for the Portugal side, but I'm like, well, what's the difference of this in Iceland? Mm. I mean, there is, but <laughs> they're in the they're, they're pretty similar to in the, me. In a similar pocket, aren't yeah, they? exactly. And they're going to be vying for the same kind of votes. I'm going to say with the staging potential here i've got virtually zero one can imagine we will once again see the singers on the seats and the stalls that's very nice and they did sing it very beautifully but that concept has no visual wow factor and ultimately we're running with a higher quality of song here and you've got to kind of push yourself in front of the others and i'm not sure this can do it exactly just as much as the pro could be could be the staging of standing out it can totally be its drawback 
I think um, you're not a Salvador Sobral song. So if you're a bit simple and you're doing the intimacy, is a few claps enough? Mm. Maybe it will be. Maybe it'd be really compelling. It's really hard to tell at this stage. I also think with that, the running order doesn't help. They've got Netherlands, which I think is a better quality song that juries will like more. It's called more commercial, but it's still beautiful. Then you've got Moldova, which is big energy and bang. And then you've got Portugal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's going to work very well for them. And then you've got a few other songs that go after that that just all feel a bit maybe could be in the forgettable area. It, it's a challenge, isn't it? You can be a palate cleanser or you can be a flat spot. And, to be a bathroom break. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think I'm sort of heading towards the second one there. And my only point on that one as well, Croatia following this dates this. It makes it seem a bit dated because Croatia is a bit more modern and a bit more pop. So... I, I don't know. It, and also 10th spot, it, it's too early to leave this in viewers' minds, I think, to remember how exactly how beautiful it was, unless it made a massive impression on you. If you just went, oh, that's really nice, you're kind of going to forget it by the time we get to the end. Well, it isn't just us, Dale, who are reviewing and ranking the songs. It is also the Aussie Vision team. And what have the team thought about Portugal this year? Well, the team have ranked all the songs first to 39th, not including Australia. And they have put Portugal in position 17th. Wow. 17th. Is that a good or bad um, surprise? I think that's really high. I think anything in the top 20 this year in a very competitive year is very high. That's really good. I think I probably expected it here or potentially higher. It's only because there's a lot of people who love Portugal and I thought they might have driven it up, but I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. But to make the 20 is, Mm. again, very impressive because it is a very even year. And what was the range we're looking at here? Third to 36th. Third. Third, wow. six top tens, including three people who put it third place, um, and also five people who put it in the 30s. Okay. So yeah. we've already seen maybe that we do have potentially a Vegemite song here. Mm, interesting. So who are we hearing from uh, from the team? We're hearing from Tim, and we're hearing from Ruby. Whilst Maro's Saudade Saudade is not your typical song from Portugal, it, in a way, is very Portuguese. The song is incredibly different to all the other songs in this year's contest and really stands out on its own. To me, there's a degree of safety within this song, in it feeling very cosy and familiar to me, despite not hearing something like this before. I think the word that I'm trying to wrap this whole song and package up in is intrigue, especially if they go down the same staging as they did in Festival de Cancel. To me, the song should qualify based on its jury score, which I believe will dominate this year's semi-final. Hopefully, it has the ability to do equally well in the grand final. In a sea of folk and pop, Portugal's entry this year stands above the crowd. It is beautiful. It is breathtaking. It is pulled back and restrained. The singer does an amazing job. The lyrics, touching, beautiful, emotive. The combination of English and Portuguese work beautifully in combination. What more can I say about this song other than I love it? In terms of Eurovision appeal and staging, there may be some fallbacks, particularly with the semi-final that this song has been placed in, being joined by a number of other songs that are also particularly folky and restrained. However, that does not mean that the backing singers cannot bring the moment to this song and create something similar to what Salvador Sobral did. 
Well, from what I heard from both of the team members there, stands out is what they both said, which is interesting for a song that we've just described as perhaps being a little subtle and small. But I guess it's that difference that makes it work. You know, Tim thinks it's very cosy and familiar and is saying the jury's going to go for this one. Mm. And also Ruby says it's beautiful and restrained and I can totally understand those comments. Yeah, I think um, the ones who, again, love it, really go for it and feel very emotionally uh, attached and powerful about it. So Mm -hmm. we'll see how that turns out. All right, let's have a talk about our rap and rank on this one, Dale. As a song, I really quite like Saudade, Saudade. I enjoy the laid-back, chill vibe that the song brings, and I think the live vocals are truly beautiful. Now, as a competition song, this is where I have my fears. I just don't know if it's got enough oomph to push itself past other entries. Although I do think it will bring something quite special to the grand final, unfortunately, I'm not seeing it there on a Saturday night. Another one I quite enjoy, but I simply don't seek out. For me, this is 27th. Quite a bit lower than the team there. Well, you know, it's not connecting with me at that level. Fair enough. And so from my side, look, this live this is certainly something that I really really love and enjoy uh, I didn't think a lot of the studio and that live performance um, at Festival de Cancel was really lovely it's really intimate I think she's a really lovely performer that you can really connect with and I love that clapping bit I love it I feel like I'm there in a live venue watching that happen I probably just need a bit more for the big stage of Eurovision with a song like this. Uh, I think Portugal overall has a lot to offer, and I think this is 70 to 80% there. I think there's a bit of accessibility. I think there's something there, but it's not quite enough, unfortunately. I worry about this as a competition song. Portuguese don't have a good record here. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a bit more English, of course. If they can capture that intimacy and really touching moment, maybe they could do it. But I do have my doubts as well. I also don't see it being there on the Saturday night at this stage. It would need to go to another level to make the grand final. It's also not made my personal grand final. It's just not doing a huge amount for me. It's in 30th place. Oh, okay. So you're a bit more closer to me than the team there? Yeah, I am actually. Again, this is something I don't dislike, but... I just don't seek it out and probably just doesn't have the the impact that it is having when you hear people like Tim and Ruby. I just don't feel any of what they're feeling. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I feel the coziness for it, but I'm just not feeling the wow, I want to listen to that again. Yeah. Um, I have to say, you know, obviously the Black Mamba last year, people were in quotes sleeping on that a little. I think it's not a good comparison because at least that song had some big impact moments and it felt bigger. This just feels a little, yeah, a little too subtle. Oh, Black Mamba, that song sounded more British than it almost sounded Portuguese. Mm, True. Um, But we did have a blind spot for it. And, you know, Kyriakos from our team was very much on board with that one and, and guessed right at how that would do. I don't think this is the same. I agree with you as well. Mm. Oh, well, who knows? We may be proven very, very wrong calm to Rindale. Exactly. All right. Well, look, see how it goes. And thanks for joining us. Take care. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.